You're listening to the regular podcast from Pete the Vet's blog. This was first broadcast on East Coast FM. Pete Weatherburn. Good morning, Declan. Pete is from a Brave Vet, Old Connor Avenue and Bray. He drops in. He's our veterinary consultant. He's got a practice there. He's also on TV3 and uh, he's got his own website, which is PeteTheVet.com. Are foxes dangerous? That's a good question this week, isn't it? Clearly, in some cases, they are. If you saw the photographs um, in the news of the baby in London who was snatched from his own bed by a fox that came in from the garden. An urban fox. An urban fox. There's no difference in the species, only behaviour being developed over time. That's it. it. And, And there's a lot of urban foxes around. They say that one in six of all foxes are city dwellers. One in six is quite a lot of them. And most people who live in built up areas will have with the scene foxes running around. Built-up areas are great for foxes because we humans, um, food is so available and um, excessive for ourselves, we tend to put it out in well, we bin. put it in sort of wheelie bins. More are. so nowadays, but still, there are still traces. Of, and indeed, a lot of people like to feed foxes. A lot of people love having foxes around and they see them almost as pets in some way. Wild pets. Wild pets. But they're not, are they? Well, they, 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 they become dependent on people, yes. And, and, and they say that's possibly part of recent problems in that foxes are losing some of their natural fear of people because they start to associate them with food. And and the, the, the interesting thing to me is how on earth did the fox get into that house in the first place? Um, and, you know, you'd have to really know more about the particular instance. I said the door was left open. Yeah, in, 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 in February, in a cold day. It just seems unusual, doesn't it? But you'd have to know more about it to really understand that. Um, but I've also heard it said that babies um, can be particularly attractive to foxes because they, if, if, they've, if they've just soiled their nappy, there's a smell that comes out that we may not notice very strongly, but to foxes it's a really rich smell. And, you know, um, they'll, they'll, they'll certainly, um, you know, be attracted and goodness only knows what goes on from there. But I didn't really want to talk so much about the risk to humans. I think the other thing that's come out this week is the risk to babe, to, to children, to, sorry, to cats, to cats. Um, because my instinct was, when I started looking into this, this this week, when I was asked about it, my instinct was that the risk is very, very small. I only remember two instances ever of, of, of cats being attacked by foxes. One of them was a kitten that was a bit unwell, and it was out in a, in a green area with its owner, just being exercised, and um, it was no more than 20 yards away from the owner, playing around, and the fox came from nowhere, grabbed the kitten, and ran off. So I did right. hear about that happening, and I also heard about an instance where an elderly frail cat was grabbed by a fox as the owner looked on. Those are the only cases I've ever heard about. And indeed, when I asked um, a, a discussion group online of vets, had they often seen cases, most people said no, only heard about them, but never really seen them. So I thought the risk was absolutely minimal. But then what I did is I, I, I discovered... Um, there's a new setup in the UK where they they they've, they've set up um, they've linked vets computer systems to a central data collection point, and they're carrying out very detailed analysis of exactly what conditions affect pets. And this is coming up with some really interesting information. And so when we looked at when I asked them, well, what is the story with 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 foxes and the risk? What they said was, according to their analysis over the past two years, what they discovered was that. The risk is, of 10,000 cats that were taken to the vet, 14 were, were, were there because they'd been attacked by a fox. 14 out of 10,000. So, you know, that's significant. If you compare that with other common things people might think about, um, they, um, there would be um, 540 
visits to the vet out of ten thousands would be for cats being attacked by other cats. And um, um, 196 cats out of 10,000 would go to the vet because they've been hit by a car. So the risk at 14 out of 10,000 is relatively low for a fox attack, but nonetheless, it's a risk that's there. So I've kind of had to review my thoughts on this, and I would be saying to people, yes, there is a, you know, there is a risk of your cat being attacked by a fox. Not a big, not a, a big cat, though. Well... What's much more common, in fact, is, is for people to say, well, my cat chases foxes out of the garden. And I've heard that said a lot. And I've also heard it said that um, some cats play with foxes and interact with them in a positive yeah. way. So, I, you know, I, I think... although but dogs? D- dogs would generally be too, you know, too big and too strong to, 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 for foxes want to, be, to want to bother with them. But I think if you had a small, frail kind of dog, I don't know, a little Pomeranian that yeah. wasn't really able to... See, hunger is a good driver, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, you can't blame the foxes. They're just trying to, they're trying to, to stay alive, and it's not their fault. Um, so that's what I learned this week, was that there is a substantial... Well, not substantial. There is a, a tangible risk to cats. And if you've got a cat that you're worried about, you should maybe think about lessening the contact with foxes and you do that by for example not feeding foxes in your own garden so don't you don't actually track them into your garden and you might try to fox proof your garden in simple ways by making sure that there's secure fencing around the perimeter or dense prickly bushes of some kind so the foxes aren't as likely to come in um and i think that if you have a a, a frail kind of animal whether it's a kitten or an older cat you know you would perhaps not let them out at times when the fox is most likely to be around, like dawn and dusk. But other than that, I don't think it's a big risk that people should worry about at all. You know, it's, it's, it's a minor so this issue. this is a, a once-off, even though it's a second-off? Oh, the, the baby the attack, baby. I, I think I, it's, it's, it's just one of those exceptionally rare things. I mean, if you knew how many people died because of interactions with toasters, for example, toasters kill more people than are killed by dangerous dogs. You know, but people don't start banging on about the risk of toasters you know, because it's kind of bizarre, and because it, uh, you know, it's convenient to have the fox as a boogeyman that we, you know, like a, a monster that we can all um, hate. It's very tempting for media to exaggerate and to to, to sensationalise. Well, these the, sorts the parents of weren't exaggerating having the the child's finger being. You no, know, what I'm saying is that of course it was a terrible thing, but if you know, every time somebody was injured by a, a, the interaction with a toaster in the kitchen, that could equally make dramatic headlines with pictures of people's burnt hands or, or whatever right. happens, okay. you know? Right. I'm just saying that the, the prominence it gets in the media is out of proportion, I think, sometimes to the, the incidents. And it may, means that people have an exaggerated uh, fear of foxes. Do foxes attack squirrels? Foxes will, will, will attack anything that seems like food. I mean, that's what they do. They're predators. Um, but, you know, they end up eating earthworms and slugs and um, any old rubbish they eat because they get so hungry. Um, you know, but they need to be treated with with, with respect, and you need to take appropriate measures to protect yourself against you, you them. If you've, got a, wild a, if, if you've yeah. got a baby, you just don't leave the door open to the baby's bedroom, you know, and and you know, you keep it simple. Okay. Um, now the next thing is uh, another discovery of badly treated animals. This time in Leitrim. Yes. Y- young little dogs. I mean, yeah. This, uh, when is this going to stop? Well, this was a bit of a different one to the ones that have been publicised in the past. This this seizure um, earlier the week was um, it wasn't a puppy farmer. It wasn't somebody producing loads of animals in order to make financial profit. This was a class seems to have been a classic example of what's called an animal hoarder. 
And um, it's quite a new phenomenon to be recognised in Ireland, but it's been, it's been well established in other countries, especially in the States. And, you know, if you follow the, the international news media, you hear lots and lots of cases like this. The basic story is that somebody is an animal lover. They like animals and they like helping animals. And they start off having four or five pets and they love them. And then what happens is they hear about another animal in distress and they take them in and look after them. And then another one and then another one. And then everybody in the area hears this person cares for pets in trouble. And so they pass those animals on to them. And so what happens gradually is a person accumulates so many animals that they're unable to look after them properly and because they're so um, I don't know, involved or something they, they don't realise they're not actually caring for the animals properly and then accidentally the people um, find that they become accused of being cruel to animals um, because objectively speaking um, the animals in their care may be hungry may be unkempt, may have illnesses and the people have got too many animals to care for them properly and so they may just not be seeing these, these issues. It's a very, very sad situation. The people really need psychiatric help in instances like this, but they, they they can't see that though. They they don't have they don't have a proper understanding of what's going on to themselves. They can't see things objectively. They're too deeply immersed. They think that they're helping the animals and they're trying to, but they right. just they get themselves into trouble really. So they need professional help when this happens. They need it. They need it, they need it in a in a sensitive way. Okay. So this is not puppy breeding, puppy farm. Absolutely not. Okay. No. But still, I feel very sorry for people in that situation. I mean, I, you know, I, yeah. it's the lady and the cats, isn't it? It's the yeah, lady it's and a, the hundreds it, of cats. Yes, it's 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 somebody who's drawn to animals, and their their passion just gets out of control. All right. It's very hard to see it in yourself, you see. It's very hard to have insight into your own behaviour. I guess I'd be saying to anybody, if you've got more than ten animals in your house you do need to look at yourself very, very carefully and even ask somebody else for an opinion because you get lost in your in, in your own world and you don't realise. OK, thanks, Pete. Thank you very much. For putting all that together, thank you. And you can hear this broadcast again on Pete's website, which is petethevet.com. That's Pete Weatherburn, our vet from Old Connor Avenue in Bray. Thank you. Um, now, how are we doing? So many text messages coming in about the phone. Claire's going to have a difficult job. She's going to go through pages and pages of text to pick out the winner of the Tesco mobile pink Samsung Galaxy Y. Have you got a, a pink phone piece? No? I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a traditional kind of you've, black and silver man, you you've know. You've got this big uh, <laughs> <laughs> smart TV screen phone. I'm the looking, Galaxy Note. I'm looking forward to the Apple Watch. That's really going to yeah, be oh cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, what about that big thing you carry around? Is it a 60-inch uh, screen on that phone you got? It looks huge anyway. You'd be able to watch um, the World Cup or something on it. Alright, thanks Pete.